0: Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. So today I want to talk to you guys about how to think about your business or your product or your service from your customer's perspective. This is something that I think a lot of us forget about because we are in the business of running our business. And so we're constantly thinking about how we can run our businesses more efficiently, more effectively for us, and we fail to remember that really we're in the business of supplying a product or a service to somebody else. And so if we want that other person to buy what we have to offer, then we have to offer it in a way that is appealing to them. So this is coming up for me um, a lot lately in my client conversations, but also it came up for me recently personally, and I feel like this is such an occupational hazard of being in the business education space is that you interact with businesses on a regular basis as a consumer, and sometimes you're like, oh... this person needs my help. (laughs) This person needs my help. But you're not, obviously you can't like go knocking on doors and being like, Hey, so mm, you need a business coach. You can't really do that. And so it puts me in kind of an awkward situation where I'm like, I could offer this person so much great advice, but you can't do that until somebody reaches out and asks for the help. So I have not offered unsolicited advice, but I do want to tell you guys a story about getting our dog food, which is so random, but um, this is kind of what happened. So our dog is fed natural dog food. So it's actually like human grade food that we feed to our dog and it's freshly made and the whole nine yards. And I know that that makes us sound super bougie and very privileged and it is, it is absolutely privileged. Um, but, My dog is my baby. She is my baby. We definitely had dogs instead of kids. Like we are those people. Um, And so we absolutely spoil her rotten and we buy tons of stuff for her. And like we just love her so very much that we are willing to do whatever is best for her. And so we had her on regular commercial dog food, and we noticed that she was starting to get really, really itchy all the time. She was like chewing on her legs, and she was just constantly itchy. And so we had brought her to the vet, and the vet had said, it is likely that she's allergic to something in her food. That's like the most likely cause of this happening. And so we we started looking at what's actually in the dog food that we were feeding her, and we were like, this is horrible. And we would, never, we would never consume something like this, right? So my husband and I, we eat like typically a whole food diet um, where we're just eating real fresh foods. So we cook a lot for ourselves. Um, we don't really buy packaged foods unless that packaged food has just natural ingredients. And we're pretty strict about it for the most part, except for like the odd time that we'll treat ourselves to something. And so we started thinking about it. and We're like, why are we feeding Mia this? Like Mia is our baby. We love her so much. I can't believe we're feeding her this garbage. And so um, we had found out about a fresh dog food delivery service. And we didn't really need the food to be delivered. But you can't go to like a PetSmart or a regular pet store and buy this type of food. Like they don't stock it. And so we were like, well, we don't really need it delivered to us, but we might as well go with this food because it's the best one that we can find. And so we had her on this like hypoallergenic food from this fresh food delivery for dog food, and it was going really well for a while. And then they changed something about the food. And now she's again having the same allergic reaction that she was having before, And so we're like okay so we can't keep her on this food because she's literally allergic to it even though it's supposed to be their like hypoallergenic one and so we have to switch her to something else like we can't just let her scratch the crap out of her arms right so we've been looking around for a different fresh dog food delivery service now we found one And we were like, oh, this is perfect because it's essentially the same thing. It's the same idea. It's all real food ingredients. They do have like a nutrient blend in there similar to the one that we were getting before. Um, to make sure that she's getting all the nutrients she needs, like the whole nine yards. It was exactly what we were looking for. And the process, as it was stated on the website, was exactly the same. So you place your order. They package it up in an insulated container with like freezer packs and that kind of thing to keep it cold. They deliver it to your door. You pick it up when you get home and you throw it in your freezer and like away you go, basically. So we ordered one container of food for her just to like test this out and see if she likes it, see if she's still allergic to it, if she's still scratching and just kind of get a read on the situation and what that food is actually like. So I order it and a few things kind of happened in succession that sort of turned me off of this company. So the first thing was that the owner um, emailed me to say, we're actually going to be on holiday for a week. And so we won't be getting your food out to you until the following week, which is like, I totally get it, guys. Like we all need a vacation. We all, including myself, we all need time away from our businesses 1000%. But we're working really hard to fix this problem for Mia quickly because, again, she's scratching her arms so much, like, to the point where she could potentially get sores, and we don't want her to hurt herself. So we're trying to fix this problem quickly, and I think what would have made that situation better is if she had had some sort of, like, pop-up or something on the website that says, like, vacation alert, just so you know, like, your food won't be delivered until this day, and then I would have ordered kind of already with that expectation. So anyways, okay, we're going to wait an extra week for the food. All right, we're here for it. So we wait an extra week for the food and then literally it is the day before it's supposed to be delivered. And this woman emails us and says, um, okay, this is your food's going to be delivered sometime tomorrow between one and three. Can you confirm that somebody will be at home? And I was like, No, like we won't be at home. We're both going to be at work. It's a Tuesday in the middle of the day. So obviously we're going to be at work. Um, But your website clearly states that it's coming in an insulated container with freezer packs like it's all good. Just leave it at the door like that's totally fine. She emails me back and she says, oh, just kidding. Like we actually are not using the insulated containers anymore because they're too expensive. And I don't want to leave this fresh food on your doorstep without without it being frozen at some point or refrigerated at some point. So I'll throw some freezer packs in there to like try and keep it cold. But like, sorry, like not really much we can do about this. And then she said, is there another place we can deliver it to you instead? And I was like, no, like not really, because like we're paying for the delivery to our house. So we want it to go to our house. So I was like well is there any way you could come closer to like 4:30? because that's sort of when we get home and it'll be easier for us to like grab it otherwise I'm gonna have to leave the office drive home to make sure I'm here from 1 to 3 to wait for the food and then once the food is delivered grab it put it in the freezer and then go back to the office. Like it's really cumbersome for me to have to be doing this. So um she was basically like no dice. Like we're going to deliver it sometime between one and three and it's going to be on your porch. So hopefully you can grab it. So all of this being said, I do want to say that we received the food. It was still cold when we got home. So it was fine. We gave some of it to Mia. She loved it. Um, we have yet to kind of see if she's going to respond to it in terms of an allergic reaction or not, but. Like, it's good. And we probably will keep ordering because there's not a whole lot of options out there, to be honest with you. But she made it so exceedingly difficult for us to continue working with her. Like, we actually had a full conversation about it to say, like... How are we going to make this work? Like our schedules are so busy. Like how are we going to make sure that one of the two of us is here to pick up the delivery every couple of weeks when we get it delivered? Like how are we going to manage this and like rejig everything in our lives to accommodate our dog food delivery? Like she has made it exceedingly difficult for us to work with her. And so initially we were kind of like we can't. We're we're not going to do this. We're not going to buy from her. And if that was the case, then she would literally be losing out on so much money from us because we would exclusively be buying her dog food to feed our dog. And so we would be paying like hundreds of dollars or however much it is every single month to buy her dog food for our dog for like the rest of her life. So I was like, "Man, It's really too bad that she decided to discontinue the insulated containers because of the cost of them. Because I'm like, a little bit of cost added onto her cost of goods. And yes, reduced margin. But now you're getting a customer for the rest of my dog's life, right? And probably if we were to get another dog after Mia passes, like, we would continue feeding our dog this dog food. So, like, years and years and years of revenue gone, Because you didn't want to spend a few extra dollars on an insulated container to make this easy for your customer. So this is kind of what started me on thinking about this path. And it's honestly something that I see over and over and over again with all of my clients. Like everybody hits this point where they're like, oh, but it would be a million times easier for me to do X, Y, and Z. It would be so much more cost effective for me to do X, Y, and Z, but it's at the detriment of the customer. And guys, we're trying to sell people things. And so you cannot make it hard for your customers to give you money, right? You have to make it as easy as possible for your customer to say, yes, and here's my money. So we want to make sure that we are constantly putting ourselves into our customer's shoes and saying, what is it that our customer wants? So if this um, business owner had put herself into her customer's shoes and said, what is it our customer wants? She would be able to think about like, who is my customer, right? Her customer is um, usually individuals who do not have children and would have dogs as their kids, right? Because those are the people that are looking to spend a little bit more on their dog, get higher quality dog food, really spoil their dogs. Like That is the customer. And that customer is a wealthier customer. They have disposable income. They're not looking for the cheapest thing out there. And let me tell you, the cost of her dog food is significantly lower than the cost of other dog food services that are in the same kind of area as her. So I'm like... But does it does the insulated container actually need to be an added expense for you? Or instead, could you use the insulated container, make it a million times easier for all of your customers to get this fresh dog food delivery delivered to their doorstep? They don't have to worry about it until they get home from work. Very seamless, very easy, and just increase your price a little bit, right? Like your customer is going to be willing to pay a little bit more for this. So That could have been an easy solution, right? Um, So, another example of this, I remember I was working, this was probably a year and a half, two years ago. I was working with a client who was doing um, fresh meals for humans. Um, And it was a really great business idea. The business doesn't exist anymore because she decided it wasn't for her. But I really, really loved the business idea. And I was like, if I lived in your city, I would be buying this from you so really cool business idea Um, but when she started working with me she was like I'm not getting customers and I don't understand why and so I kind of did a 30,000 foot view um, of all of her marketing materials her website kind of how she's communicating with her clients and I realized this is a super cumbersome process to order from you Because at the time, she did not have an e-commerce site. She just had um, like a WordPress site or something without e-commerce built into it. And the ordering process was, you look at the menu for the week, you decide that you want to order, and you email me your order. I then, as the business owner, will confirm your order and will say, here is how much it's going to cost you. You now need to e-transfer me this money. So then the customer then has to e-transfer the money to her. And once she receives it, then she emails them back and says, it's accepted. Here's your date and time that you can come pick up from me. So then the customer has to go pick up from her. And it was a weird time too. It was like Fridays at four or something. And I was like, this is not, this is not convenient for your customer. Um, but the customer would have to go out of their way um, to go pick up the order from her at her location. And then finally they would have her their food. It was so cumbersome. And I was like, literally, you just need an e-commerce store. Can we please just implement an e-commerce store? And she was like, yeah, but that's more expensive. And again, I was like, It might be an extra $30 a month added to your overhead costs, and you are going to get so many more customers from having this because it's gonna be so much easier for people to order. So then we implement this e commerce site, and people can very easily and seamlessly go onto the website, figure out what they wanna buy, click add it to cart check out pay for it right then and there and then she still did have kind of the pickup Um, she was working on considering delivery service in the future that's a little bit harder to implement but i was like just do this pay the extra 30 dollars a month and you will see so much more profit rolling through your door and she did because it was so much easier for people to order from her so we have to start thinking about this from the customer's perspective right? How can we make it easy for people to buy from us? And the the solution to the problems that you guys are having. So let's say the problem with the insulated containers costing a lot of money. I get this because at one point I was using insulated containers as well, and they are exceedingly expensive. Fully understand. I fully understand that they are costly. The solution though, is not to cut out the thing that's going to make this easier and less cumbersome for your customer. That's not the solution. The solution is to figure out how can I continue to provide this to the customer in a way that works for them, but also works for me, right? So for the insulated containers, we could look at increasing your prices. So can you increase your price to incorporate the cost of the insulated container and the freezer packs? Now, if you were to Increase your price, and you still were losing money on this product, then I would say, okay, we can't be losing money. We need to have some level of margin even if it's small. So what can we do to reduce the cost of some of the other things? Can we reduce the cost of your other packaging and lower that? Can we reduce the cost of the ingredients? Can we reduce the cost of your labor? How can we make this more cost effective in every other way without having to sacrifice the one thing that the customer wants from you, right? So how can we make that happen? The other option is if this is going to reduce your margin, to not worry about your margins so much and worry more about volume, right? So I actually just had this conversation with a client about how um, a lot of people will get super concerned when their margins are getting squeezed because they're selling B2B, right? So when you're selling direct to customer, your margin is the highest it's ever going to be. You're making the most amount of money possible from your customer, but usually your volume of sales is relatively low. Now, the opposite is also true when you are selling B2B. So usually when you're selling B2B, you have to reduce the cost for that business that's buying from you because they have to resell it to the end user customer and make a bit of profit. So you have to sell it to them at a reduced cost, which means your margin is getting squeezed. So you have smaller margins, but on the flip side of that, you're getting more volume of sales. So usually higher margins, lower volume lower margins, higher volume, right? So the same applies in this instance. So if she was to get the insulated containers and it squeezes her margins a little bit. So let's say her margin was 50% and now it's gonna go down to 30%. Okay, well you still have a margin. You still are making some money on the sale of this product. So now how do we make sure that you cover your overhead costs? We go out and get you a whole lot of volume. Right? Like that is the solution to the problem. The solution isn't to cut out the insulated containers because that is something that your customer needs to have in order to buy from you. So we constantly have to be thinking about it from the customer's perspective and finding creative solutions to give the customer what they want while also continuing to maintain our business. Another place where this comes into play is when we're making assumptions about why customers are not buying from us. So I have a friend that is running an event and she's struggling to get people to buy tickets to the event. And so immediately her first thought was, it's the price. For sure it's the price. We need to find a way to either reduce the price or make it free for people, which potentially could be the problem for sure. But I sort of challenged her to say, I want you to think about it from your customer's perspective and make a decision whether or not it actually is the price. Because I think for a lot of us, we take our own concerns and our own insecurities and we try to reflect those onto our customers and it's not always accurate. Right? So if you feel weird about charging a certain amount of money for tickets to an event and people aren't signing up, you might immediately think, oh, it's the price. For sure it's the price. I knew it was going to be too much. I knew that people wouldn't buy tickets like, oh, I should have reduced the price. I should have made it lower, whatever, right? But that might not actually be your customer's problem. And so I said to her, I want for you to take a few minutes to just think about it from your customer's perspective. Is it truly the price? So your customer, your target market, do they have the disposable income to be able to afford the tickets to this event? Is the price point truly too high? Or could it be that you are talking about a stressful topic and people are going through kind of a stressful time right now in the world? And maybe they just don't really want to think about this stressful topic. And so is there a way that perhaps we could make this event more fun for them? It could also be that you haven't yet truly gotten in front of your target market, right? Like how many people have you talked to? Have you clearly identified who it is you're trying to talk to and trying to target? And have you got in front of them in ways that go beyond social media? Have you gone to do speaking engagements to kind of rally the troops and get in front of these people and tell them what you have to offer, right? So we need to be figuring out accurately what the problem is before we start trying to solve that problem, right? So if the problem is the cost of the tickets, then let's find a way to offer those tickets for a reduced price or for free of charge, right? But if that's not the problem, then you doing that isn't going to get more people at your event. So you always have to be putting yourself into your customer's shoes. You constantly have to be asking yourself, who is my customer? What do they want from me? What's going to make it easy for them to buy from me? And if you're not getting sales, figuring out what exactly is the problem before you start trying to fix it. Okay, guys, that is it for today's session. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free to share this with other people that you think would benefit from it. I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you again next week.